Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, December 28th, 5.40 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures unchanged at 6.74 and three quarters. March soybeans up 11 and a half at $15 and a half. March Chicago wheat unchanged at 7.74 and three quarters. March Kansas City wheat unchanged at 8.79 and a quarter. March spring wheat down three at 9.31 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, comment. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations, my daily subscriber-only videos. Videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I talked about some spreads in the corn market that I think you should be aware of as it relates to uh, marketing your 2023 corn crop. Uh, we talked about capture and carry uh, as it relates to those bushels. There's actually some stuff I've got my eye on right now. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, uh, sign up today, 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. We've got a big warm-up underway in the United States following a recent cold snap. On average, over the next seven days, temperatures across the Corn Belt and much of the U.S. Plains will be 10 to 15 degrees above normal. Now, we're back to, to some warmer temperatures here this morning. Um, you've got you know mid-20s here across the Corn Belt, uh, 30s across some of the Central Plains, uh, down into the you know 40s in uh, parts of Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas. Uh, still not super warm, but uh, you go out to Friday, and you're going to see areas of Iowa, um, Indiana, Illinois hit the 50s. Missouri's going to hit the mid-60s. Um, you're not going to see as big of a warm-up necessarily in, say, North Dakota, South Dakota, those areas. I mean, they're still going to be you know, 10 to 15 degrees, which is, is well above where they bottomed out last week. But uh, we do have a warm-up coming this week. So I don't know... Um, exactly what that cold snap meant. I know there was a lot of chatter regarding winter kill in the winter wheat crop. I haven't heard much about that. If you guys think there was some of that in your neighborhood, uh, let me know. I know that it's it's very difficult to tell. USDA doesn't give us another uh, look at crop ratings until April. Even your 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 day maps calling for uh, odds of above normal uh, temperatures for the central and eastern part of the Corn Belt and most of the plains also. So uh, some warmer temperatures on tap here after uh, the big cold snap and winter storm last week. U.S. corn shipments continue to run below last year's level. So we're seeing uh, what should be a seasonal improvement in corn shipments that typically happens, um, you know, tail end of the fourth quarter into the first quarter of the following year. USDA reported that 857,000 metric tons of corn were inspected for export last week. That's a better number, but it's still down 10% versus the same week last year. Accumulated corn shipments for the current marketing year are down 28% versus the same period last year. Accumulated corn sales down 48% versus the same period last year. So again, uh, same story, different day. The poor pace 
of corn sales and shipments out of the United States is a glaring problem. USDA will likely make another downward revision to their forecast for exports on January 12th. Uh, Soybean shipments were okay last week, up marginally versus the same week last year. Uh, Wheat shipments not great at 281,000. Accumulated wheat shipments are down about 2% versus the same period last year. Uh, We did sell some corn to Japan. Uh, This was a 7 million bushel sale. The vast majority of it, though, was actually for new crop delivery, 23-24 delivery, uh, only a small amount for delivery for delivery during the current marketing year. And that's really what we could use some more of right now, in my opinion, at least. Optimism regarding China's reopening continues to swirl. I think this had a lot to do with the spike up in the soybean market early uh, yesterday. Um, So China's scrapping almost all of its previous policies associated with COVID-0. Most of the testing requirements for travelers will be removed on January 8th. China is no longer just attempting to contain this thing at all. Uh, The United States is actually weighing some new precautionary measures for travelers entering the U.S. from China. I'm not sure exactly what they're thinking here. Not uh, very very many details out there. Uh, Airplane ticket sales out of China surged following Beijing's decision to open the borders. So this is a huge huge deal. I mean, China is the largest global soybean importer by a tremendously wide margin, also a huge importer of corn and wheat. Um, This has some demand implications, I think, and I think the market may be thinking that way. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we saw some flash sales or something in soybeans uh, here over the next couple of days, the way that the markets acted, uh, just my personal thought. Brazil's forecast is mostly wet. Argentina is drier by comparison. So I've got the map of of South America on my screen here. This is what's expected through January 6th. So your Brazilian corn and soybean growing areas here, I mean, you've got a lot of rain in the forecast. These far southern areas, not as wet. And then Argentina, your key corn and soybean areas here. Some areas will do all right, but a lot of areas are going to see little to no rain here over the next 10 days or so. So I think the general theme remains intact here. Brazil's got a record crop uh, probably in the bag at this point, uh, barring some late season weather anomaly. And Argentina's going to have some problems. The market is in the process of discounting this or maybe has already discounted um, a lot of this. It's tough to say. Some analysts project that gas prices will rise again in 2023. Uh, Gas Buddy projects that U.S. gas prices could again hit the $4 per gallon mark by next summer during peak driving season. Uh, Right now, prices at the pump in a lot of areas of the country are below $3 per gallon. Uh, The national average was $3.13 yesterday. The all-time high of $5.02 was posted in June, so he's talking six months ago. If you were to see a 25% rise in gas prices over the next five or six months, I think the big implication, I mean, yeah, that sucks if you're a consumer. The, the big implication for me, the way I see it, is is on the inflation data. Uh, if you see that big of a spike in, in gasoline prices over the next five or six months, you know, for, for right now, it looks like inflation is on its way out and we're on the backside of it. But that doesn't have to be the story necessarily. You could see a return uh, to inflation next year. And if, if gas prices uh, rise 25%, uh, that probably wouldn't help the situation. Cattle market was mixed yesterday. We had that cattle on feed report on Friday. I'd say it was a little bit bearish, but the markets didn't seem overly interested in that. Uh, U.S. dollars a little bit lower this morning. Stock market's higher. The S&P's up 10. The Dow Jones up 100 points. Bonds up just a few ticks. Gold's down 12 bucks. Crude oil down 16 cents at 79.48 in the March WTI. Have a great day, guys. I will talk to you on Thursday.